this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Right. The kids are downstairs eating chicken nuggets. And I'm upstairs ready to talk about showgirls. Joining me today, I will, I guess I'll just pass the mic around. Who wants to go first? Oh, Tiffany's pointing at me. I was about to say Tiffany should go first. Um, yes, hello, I'm Sonora Taylor. Happy to be back here talking about welcome back. One of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> if everyone remembers, and you should, Sonora's written, well, we got Little Paranoias, the short story collection, which I think we, I've recommended numerous seeing things, which when this episode goes live, it'll be about like a little bit into July. So if you're looking for a good summer read, that's one to grab. What's the sexy skeleton one? Someone to share my oh, nightmares? Yes, someone to share my nightmares. I think I've always just said, you go online, and you just click Sonora's name and then you just go down the list and you go add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, <laughs> add to cart. And then you send me an email later to thank me. And I will say, you're sort of welcome, but what took you so long? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and our other esteemed guest today. Yes. Hello. Hello. It's Tiffany Michelle Brown. I am also a return guest. Um, yeah, super excited to be back. Technically, first appearance on this podcast. Though. Oh, that's true. That's true. Sorry, I'm getting uh, the the podcast mixed up. I know it's yes. fine. I do the exact same thing. But uh, <laughs> if if you're new to the other one, Tiffany joined me on our Christmas journey through Silent Night, Deadly Nights one, two, and you're like, oh, that's not many, except also three, four. And, and five, five. <laughs> because as many people may not know, they didn't stop it to. There are five of those damn things. No, they did not. And it was it it was Christmas joy all around. <laughs> it, man, and... I am still so thankful to the Canada Post delivery man who braved <laughs> one of the worst storms in years. To deliver that for you. Perfect. The trilogy of three, four, and five. It's like, oh you've my done a, gosh. You've done I a remember Tiffany thing. posted a picture from Perfect. one of those movies with like this cute young serial killer in the beginning. And I and I wrote to her in a DM, like, I would let him murder me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of like, you might want to watch the movies yeah. first, Sonora. I'm yeah, not sure. I'm like, no, I ruined the magic. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Little did we know that we were going to get some Christmas Inception in those five movies, which I think was my favorite part of it. Um, if you're curious about that, then go back and listen to the episodes. Yeah, because they're really I know fun. It's, I know it's July. Christmas in July, though. Exactly. That's a thing. Just hunker down inside because the heat is stupid, mm-hmm. and enjoy some some chills, I guess. Yeah, Some secondhand chills, and also <laughs> while you're on online buying books, you yes. can grab Tiffany's collection. How lovely to be a woman, which I think was 
It was pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, well, I'm not sure what, exactly when this episode is going to drop, but a couple weeks day from we're, now. But... Yeah, on on the day we're recording it, um, tomorrow will be its two month anniversary. Very Yay. Nice. It's very new. So get in there and just grab yourself a whole because, like, again, what are you going to do? Go outside? And I guess you can still, and you can still read the books out there, but like, just. Whatever you want to do, if you want to decide to get out in the sun or if you just want to hunker inside, grab yourself some quality books, be the envy of your friends, go around and say, man, are you reading a dope book? And they'll go, no. And you'll go, well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then grab some for your friends, too. Yeah, you heard the man. Yeah, be, <laughs> be the most popular person in your social group. Just that. like know me and showgirls. I, I, I was, have a, that is don't a, have a good segue. That, no, still, that's actually a quality segue. I still don't know how she made friends. So <laughs> I, I think it's because she's a lovely person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do explain. I can't back that statement up, but I have time to think about it while we each delve into what are is our personal history with the movie showgirls. Sonora? Well, my personal history actually started secondhand, as often did, because I would spend a lot of my teenage years on uh, different internet forums that, you know, before social media, we had back in the ripe old days of 2001, we had um, message boards. So it was kind of like social media, but a little bit less time, like immediate. And I was mostly on ones talking about movies, especially because I was a budding cinephile in high school. And so, you know, as such, people would talk a lot about cult films and they would talk a lot about this movie called Showgirls that I'd previously only known from that really sexy poster that used to always be up in Blockbuster, another name of your and but people, especially on this one forum, I was on Fame Tracker, which if anyone was on there, shout out. Um, what they would talk about the VH1 version that would do MS Paint bikinis over the bare breasts. Uh, so it, on top of the movie being bad or like so bad it's good, uh, you had this horrible editing being done. Um, but you know, I want to watch the out- TV version of this movie now. So. <laughs> so bad oh it's it's wonderful honestly that was my first exposure to it was what was the is vh1 it? version um where how is that version not MSP. seven minutes long oh my gosh it's incredible it, it like yeah it's there's quite a bit that's cut out and quite a bit that's censored um but you know i mean i I think that they let some things fly when it was late night VH1 for a while too. It's like yeah. sexy time, like 1030 on the big box TV. And, you know, I felt like I shouldn't actually be watching. Like, it. It's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm watching the very, very edited version of Showgirls on VH1. Imagine mm-hmm. being the team responsible for sitting in for the editing <laughs> room and figuring out like, okay, so when she licks her own boob, should we keep that in? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, similarly, and on that note, another cult film that was famously on VH on the VH1 rotation was Rocky Horror Picture Show. And oh, yeah. they similarly only edited like one or two scenes, but otherwise pretty much left it intact. Like yeah. I think they just took out like the blowjob scene and some nudity. So <laughs> 
Yeah, I can see that at least being a slightly easier job, although full mm. disclosure, I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're what? a virgin? <gasps> it's come up before How? and the problem now is everybody wants to do that episode so i don't know dibs. if that's episode 300 and it's just a 30 person group did we all that or the room <laughs> the room i have seen ah it was it celebrated its show. um 20th anniversary this past tuesday the room oh mm. god i don't like that <laughs> Another reminder that the, this is one step closer to the grave <laughs> every day. Well, imagine how the cast of Rocky Horror feels. <laughs> yeah, there's some other anniversary the other day, and now I don't remember what it was. Like some video game. Did you know this video game is 25 years old? It's like fuck me. That was my like graduating middle school present. There's just no way. <laughs> All right, sorry, we got off track about the history of Showgirls. So your first exposure to it was the heavily, heavily censored version? Mine, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. actually watch the movie until I was old enough to watch it because I was very okay. young when I was on these forums. Probably too young, if I'm being real. But yeah, no, I, I watched it uncut. Um, the only time I, the, I, like, I watched it, I think, a couple of times before watching it with Tiffany for our monthly uh, movie watch, so... Are those movie watches always sexy movie watches? Yes. Or okay, they sure are. <laughs> In theory, sometimes we've turned them on and realized they're not that sexy, but that—that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that—that that is part of the public service that we are that we are doing here is watching movies that bill themselves as sexy and going. But are they really? So we'll definitely get into that with this one. But in the in, in the interim, and maybe one of the answers is Showgirls. Of the ones you have watched, which was the most worthy of the crown and which was the least worthy of the sexy the crown. The most worthy oh. is the one we watched yesterday, which is Chatterley's yeah. Lover, mm-hmm. um, the new one from 2022. Although, um, you know, they're su- the movies are such different scope, it's kind of hard to pick one crowning queen. I mean, like, yeah, that's you true. know, to compare Lady Chatterley's Lover to probably the other close contender, which would be Cruel Intentions. Mm. Um, like, they're both just such radically different movies. I would say the least sexy, even though we were, but I say this in, comp- the least sexy was also the worst one we watched, which was Deep Water. But I would almost put yes. above that and I'll let Tiffany share hers in a second. Uh, sorry, I realize I'm talking over it. It's like, let me share our opinions. But um, <laughs> like, I would say the least sexy, my first choice for that, though, because we were billed that it would be sexy was nine and a half weeks. Because uh, that really wasn't that hot. Oh, yeah. Um, more rapey than BDSM kink. And uh, especially when I found out the book it was based on was about like a kidnapping situation and not really that hot. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so that would have been those are my choices. Tiffany, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree a lot with that, honestly. Like, um, Lady Chatterley's Lover was really fantastic. Um, I will say, yeah, Cruel Intentions is definitely up there. It's kind of like the second of the ones that we've watched. Um, Deep Water is funny. So, Sean, we have this system where we, instead of giving something stars, we give them moans according to how sexy we find them. Tracks. And I think, I'm pretty sure we gave Deep Water, like, half of one. Yes. Or, um, Anadarmus uh smoking a cigarette and that was it. Oh. 
but it was supposed to be a lot sexier. And we were just yeah. like, what happened? <laughs> I'd heard of that one and was interested in it. And then it came out and people started talking about it. And I went, well, we'll file that one into the maybe for later we pile. And then shocked. I didn't think about it again until right now. Yeah, We were shocked when the credits came up and it, they said it was based on a Patricia Highsmith novel. We're like, yes. no way. Like this went through some horrible editing choices. Um, and especially for a couple that had previously been together. I mean, maybe the sex scenes would have been good if they actually showed them in full, but what they did, they True. would do the thing that tends to be in vogue now that I don't really like like where they come in like in the last third of the sex so you don't get any build up it's just like they're staring at each other and then the next cut is them like humping like rabbits and like you hear the skin <laughs> flopping against each other on the bed and i'm like that's not hot you got to build up to it a little bit you know have a little candlelight some clothing removed i mean hell even the sex scene in showgirls was better than than that one. Oh, deep water <laughs> the bar was so low oh man or so high i don't know i unironically love that sex scene i say that with my whole heart now the flopping no but everything else was good in like a trashy, sexy way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that might just sum up the movie as a whole. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I should give, I guess, True. my history with Showgirls, which is, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll just be honest. So Showgirls hit the movie network in Canada when I would have been about 12. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so i watched it for a very specific reason of course you did <laughs> because at eleven thirty on saturdays is when the movie network showed movies like this and 12 year old me stayed up because maybe there would be naked people and usually there was sometimes there wasn't i was that like because that's what you had to do so i would watch an entire movie like, oh, Poison Ivy 2 is on. I guess I'll see. And I would just oh, we watch should add Poison that to Ivy 2. Yeah, we should. There's four of those somehow. Oh, wow. Doesn't the first one have Drew Barrymore? It's Drew Barrymore and then Jamie Presley is one of the Poison Ivies, I think. Mm. There, I think there's at least three different Poison Ivies. Yeah. They're probably worth your time based on what I remember as a 12 year old, but (laughs) that's where showgirls came in. And I remember that one was like the jackpot of like, this is almost too much boob. And which is honestly still my review as a 39 year old, but there was nothing in between. I watched then and now, and that's it. Those are my two experiences with showgirls. Welcome back, Sean. Thanks. And I went all in. I posted it on Twitter. I got like the 4K limited edition spells. Like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. So this better not be the worst thing I've ever seen. And it certainly was not. Because that's the weird... No, it's it, it's pure camp, like cult classic. Mm-hmm. Like it really is one of those films that is so campy and so just chaotic. And uh, like, you're just kind of like, this is kind of a masterpiece, even though it's also a train wreck. Yeah. It, it finds such, like, 
I asked my wife, hey, do you want to watch Showgirls with me? And she said, no. So <laughs> she's like, I've seen it before. It's not good. So I was like, all right. Like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I'll watch it yeah. alone. But I'm taking the living room TV because I got the 4K version. Damn it. I'm watching it on our 4K machine. And after the next day, she's like, so I was like, I mean, it's not good, but it's very entertaining. Yeah, that's it's definitely like you watch it and you never feel like you want to die, which is, you know, it sounds that sounds like I'm being facetious, but there have been movies where I would like choose the sweet embrace of death over ever watching it again. Like most of them are the episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 I can't watch again because yeah. there's bad like but even this one i mean yeah there's a reason it's lived on as a cult classic you can kind of see where that it would have worked but it just you know like you said just somehow it doesn't like i and i honestly don't know where it fell apart like if it fell apart in editing or with elizabeth berkeley because i'm sorry she you know gave it her all but she was definitely like the weakest actress in the principal cast like i think yeah cast um and that was one of the first questions i had for the the group is is a, like how would we because it's a performance for sure oh oh yes it is <laughs> yeah and i've certainly seen a lot worse yes tommy we so, so <laughs> yeah so it's like would i outright say she's horrible in the movie as many do you no. know, I don't think it's just her, though. Like, I will give her props for commitment. It and I think, is such I think I a give, commitment. Right. And I think I give everyone involved in this movie from, like, all of it, a lot of props for commitment. Because that is one thing that you can say about this movie. Everyone is is giving their very best yeah. game. Everyone's um, on board. <laughs> everyone is every, not everyone's on best board. is at the same level. Well, no, not, <laughs> not everyone's best is at the same level, but everyone is on board the same sexy train, right? <laughs> very much so. So, I mean, I give her some props for that, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Was it the script? Was it her? Was it direction? Like, was it just all of it together? I don't know. I think it is kind of a perfect storm. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, because the direction, I mean, Paul Verhoeven is so good. I mean, and he's especially good with erotic dramas or like erotic thrillers. I mean, even RoboCop had elements of, you know, the body and and it. And so so just to see this one kind of failed every level. I mean, I'll still say Paul Verhoeven did Starship Troopers, right? Yeah. This one is better than Starship Troopers, in my I opinion. Cannot follow you down that path, but I respect your opinion. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, like I'm just wondering where it fell apart, like where the dichotomy was. Because I definitely reading in some of the trivia, like people involved with the movie came to the premiere and were shocked at what they saw on screen. That was the <laughs> really? thing I was pulling up when we were talking at the beginning, and I'm going to read it now. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's exact <laughs> quote from his oh, experience, no. <laughs> which makes it think that maybe things fell apart in post because mm. people seemed, or at least Kyle McLaughlin, seemed genuinely surprised at where things went. So this is him uh, at the premiere. I was absolutely godsmacked. I said, this is horrible, horrible. And it's a very slow sinking feeling when you're watching the movie and the first scene comes out and you're like, oh, that's a really bad scene. You say, well, that's okay. The next one will be better. 
and you somehow try to convince yourself that it's going to get better and it just gets worse. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was crazy. I mean, I really didn't see that coming. So at that point, I distanced myself from the movie. Now, of course, it has a whole other life as a sort of inadvertent satire. No, satire isn't the right word, but it's inadvertently funny. So it's found its place. It provides entertainment, though not in the way I think it was originally intended. It was just maybe the wrong material with the wrong director and the wrong cast. Oh, my gosh. Kyle McLaughlin seems to think it was a little bit of everything. I mean, does he not remember Nomi flopping all over him, though? Like, how can you (laughs) forget that? Because clearly, like, that's not subtle. I mean, did you think he was definitely there? Like, I don't know. (laughs) And he was definitely doing like grunty eye contact. Yeah. So maybe part of him is just having sour grapes for not having a bigger career after Twin Peaks or something. And he's blaming this movie. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, he was like, this is my shot. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them probably thought that this is when did Say by the Bell ends? Like, right before this? So that was obviously that was obviously the big story is mm-hmm. oh Jesse from Saved by the Bell as you've never seen her before but it almost feels like an overcourse correction. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like it's it asked a lot of her. <laughs> it did. And again, like you said, kudos for the commitment. She clearly yeah. came in ready to go. There was never any like oh, well, I I can't say for sure I wasn't there, but it Right. It doesn't seem like there was a lot of, well, like it is, there's nothing left to the imagination by the end of this movie. No, there really isn't. Which goes back to my original thing where there are so many topless scenes in this movie that I became (laughs) so desensitized about an hour in that I barely registered because I would say Elizabeth Berkeley spends what 30 to 40% of her screen time without a top on maybe 20 to 30 i would say 30 to 40 yeah yeah a I think significant that's amount mm-hmm. and then gina mm-hmm. gershon shows up and you're like oh man gina gershon's here and look at that that's fantastic. that's okay but then again this is every single scene usually at least three people are walking around naked i oh, think yeah. that's that- where um that's what probably hurt Elizabeth Berkeley the most because if anyone brought their A game to this movie, it was Gina Gershon. Like, Dear Lord. she is like genuinely great in every scene she's in. Her character is amazing. Like, like I will not say so bad it's good for anything involving Gina Gershon in that no. movie. <laughs> no, Have you not been at all. Bound for one of your ma- monthly watches. No, yet? but no, but to. yes, that one yeah. is definitely on the list, and we need to watch that one. Um, That's gonna get five moans, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm excited. I mean, I will say, like Gina Gershon, dude, in this movie, I, I honestly feel like if she ever looked at me the way that she looked at Nomi, I would melt into a puddle immediately. <laughs> I mean, oh, she I would just be has, done. Right? She's just like stunning and amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Snor and I talked about this too. I honestly, I, this might be the other thing. I don't think that there was any chemistry test between anyone else. I think the only chemistry test that made any sort of sense for this film was between Elizabeth Berkeley and Gina Gershon. And theirs was the only, the only relationship that kind of mattered in terms of like just sexual chemistry. I think everyone else just fell way by the wayside. I would agree Honestly. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was checking was our movie list to make sure Bound was on there and it is. And I made sure <laughs> to have boys at Ivy. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got some bangers coming up then. 
Oh yeah. Oh well, we haven't even scratched the surface of our list. No, <laughs> so. nowhere near. <laughs> There's a lot out there. Mm. I remember you did original sin because I remembered that. I think original sin was deaf. No, that was a little later than my movie network days. But yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely did original sin. That was another one too, where it was kind of like there is one scene that lives like rent free in my mind, and then the rest of it, I think we all just kind of forgot. I was like. Okay, oh, yeah. there's a lot I, more to this. Than just- <laughs> I saw it start to finish and I couldn't tell you anything except for, well, Bandera's butt and yeah. pretty much everything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Accurate. Accurate. So Gina Gershon is meant to be the, well, I guess we haven't actually talked about the story, but. What story? Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth Berkeley is. Scene. That is the that's, story. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah that's true. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley is Nomi. She's a dancer, and she <laughs> moves to LA or not LA, Las Vegas, Vegas to be a dancer. And this movie is about her rise to the top. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I guess she, she goes well. Just like yeah, uh, she starts out like getting her suitcase robbed, and then she works at a strip club, and then she works at like a titty dance at like a high-end casino. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up in a, what do we call those? Burlesque show? Yeah. Well, was it really burlesque? It, I guess I not really. Tiffany no, can answer that better than me. That's not really burlesque. That's just like a Vegas stage show, honestly. Yeah, that's that's fair. This was like because burlesque is burlesque is about teas, and there's not a whole lot of teas going on here. It's just kind of like here's my yeah exactly, Um, and maybe that's the the (laughs) thing with the movie too. That like okay, so let's just really get into it. Is Showgirls a sexy movie? Um, we we discussed this. I think that it's kind of like. I think that it gets like on the brink of it and then it just goes so far past the line that it gets ridiculous where you're kind of like, oh, well, that was kind of sexy. And then something happens and you're kind of like, whoa, okay. Um, not sure how I feel about that. Like the flopping. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of like, okay, well, that lap dance, you know, started out and you're kind of like, okay, well, this is sexy. And then Elizabeth Berkeley just starts flopping and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. Kyle yeah. McLaughlin just holds on for dear life. Yeah. Uh, he does hold on for dear life. And bless him <laughs> for it. Afraid she'd break her neck. She's probably <laughs> looking at Paul like, I, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's just one of those where it's kind of like, there are some sexy moments, but then they go so like far beyond. and <laughs> They just become very bombastic. And you're kind of like, huh, okay, um, is this sexy now? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, what got me there is just thinking about it, it's true. There is never really any buildup or teasing. It just like the basically the dancer will come out already topless. And you're like, oh, okay. I guess we're. We're there. I guess we're already there. Oh, licking yes. the stripper pole. Well, oh, well. God. Oh, God. So I used to teach pole back when I did some burlesque stuff. And I was just kind of like, that was probably the biggest ick of the entire film for me. I was just like, oh, dear God, no. No, 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 (laughs) no. Maybe, again, that was just me as an older viewer versus younger. But yeah, exactly. First thought was just like 100% that has not been disinfected. No. And like, mm mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. That would have been my throw my hands up in the air and be like, done. <laughs> yep. So the conclusion on sexiness is kind of. Yeah. What do you think, Sonora? Is, was that a good summation or did you feel any differently? Anything? I mean, I know how you feel about the pool scene. Yes. Sexy for about two thirds of it. <laughs> and, then, and then the and final the third. Yeah. I will say the only like legit sexy thing in the movie is Gina Gershon and Elizabeth Berkeley's relationship, but anything yeah. else. Yeah. It's just more, it's sex. It's not sexy. If that makes sense. Mm, not, yeah. Not very yep. romantic. It's, it, you know, it's, and that's fine. You know, you get what you came for. I mean, but to call it like an erotic drama, I, I would not say it was erotic. I would say it was body. Um, I would say <laughs> it was um, sexual. Um, but you know, nah, it it wasn't, I wouldn't put that on to get in the mood. I'll say that. Like, (laughs) I would say more of a tutorial of what not to do. (laughs) It would be the reason to put that on before doing anything. I mean, what kind of level of energy are you looking for? Who wants to flop in the pool, but you know, just think about your back. (laughs) (laughs) Think about how you're going to feel tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, like Tiffany and I were discussing this. Um, I, honestly, the idea of sex in a pool is not appealing to me, just like w- no. with water and spaces it shouldn't be and stuff like that. So, you mm-hmm. know, that often gets like put in as like a sexy sex location. And I'm like, not really like same with the beach. You know, I'm just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it looks good on film, but like in practice, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's great in theory. And those are like, it's, that's the difference between like fantasy and reality, right? Where we all kind of look at it and go, oh, well, that's really beautiful. And maybe that would be great. And then the reality is like, oh, no, 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 no. There are some things that you just should not do in certain places. Oh, hell, like when we were watching Lady Chatterley's Lover yesterday, there's this whole scene where they're frolicking naked in a field. Oh, God. Yes. And, and then one part of me is like, oh, but field grass like will actually cut you. Like, I'm really worried about them right now. <laughs> and I was just like, I really hope that there aren't ticks in that forest. <laughs> See, that's the movie I want to see is you get your sexy love scene and then the next scene is just, uh-oh. One person Googling what to do about a tick. Oh. As the other person, as the dude freaks out in the bathroom. Yep. Yep. That's the, yeah. I was. It's true. The beach one especially because you're watching it and the couple's rolling in this and the waves are crashing in and you're just mm-hmm. like, aw. But then you'd go in real life and everything would taste like salt water and one of you gets dragged out by the tides. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> the orcas show up, and yeah, <laughs> a fish is just watching True. you, right? Big ass fish eyes, and you're like, ah, you I don't know. roll onto a jelly, a dead jellyfish. Oh <laughs> dear God! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There Again, are too many things. Maybe that's what I want out of my movies now. Just show me what it's really like. I don't know. We've actually discussed this. I mean, I know you're just joking, but uh, it's a seg to what we've actually discussed this. I don't like sex scenes in movies to be too realistic because that is a trend in newer movies that I don't really like, mm. you know, especially in indie movies. They tend to just show it as like sweaty and grunty and not very enjoyable. And I'm like, you know, I mean, 
yes, it is sweaty and grunty and, you know, it's hardly like choreographed and well lit or anything, but sometimes we just want that little bit of escapism in our movies, especially if they've been building up like sexual tension and romance and stuff. Like you want to pay off that isn't just like, especially because a lot of times in those type of scenes, I feel like they're a little bit misogynistic because they tend to be in like, male written male lead independent movies and it's just showing like a bored woman and a kind of excited guy fucking and it's you know it's it's like in the other direction of exploitive sex scenes and i don't really like it so i think yeah i want at least 50 to 100 lit candles (laughs) in my sex scenes i want to know that one character had to go to a store and buy that many candles which is like you know, the second like- deadest giveaway beyond buying condoms of, oh, so someone's <laughs> getting some tonight. You know what, though? That's also commitment. Like, that is preparation. Mm-hmm. Like, that is setting a mood. I appreciate that. Exactly. You know, like, it was you a legit really took the sex time. scene in a yeah. movie. Hmm. Terminator. Like, that. that is a good <laughs> yes. sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't overboard, but it was tender. It was hot. You know, like, they were on the run and had the adrenaline going. Like, James Cameron knows how to film a sex scene. Say what you will about his, you know, Blue People movies, but he knows how to make a <laughs> sex scene. In fact, they and had they... to cut one from the first Avatar. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah. Between guess, who? Between, like, Sam or whatever and Navi or the, the woman, like, the, the main girl. like Man, he could have made another billion, probably, if he'd kept that no, scene in. because, you know, the way they have sex is exactly how you think it is. <laughs> Those little tails. That's how they bond. <laughs> so I, that's my main... I remember the people kept going to see that movie because they just wanted to live in Pandora. And then yeah. there was that other thing where... the biggest budgeted porno of all time was the avatar parody movie and we wouldn't have needed any of that if he had just kept it in wow this is a whole new world that is opening to me the avatar oh the avatar (laughs) pornography film yeah did it have a parody name i really hope so i think it's no i think it's one of those ones that's just avatar a triple x parody oh damn Mm. like (laughs) i watched it i watched it because i wanted to see if the dongs were painted blue they oh, weren't no. so it just made it all weird because it's like top to bottom blue suit and then normal looking junk it's like mm. well if you want blue dong you should have watched uh watchmen oh i've seen that yeah so <laughs> i've gotten my fill still that's a movie i'll actually like apologize for i mean i don't ever need to see it again but i didn't think it was nearly as bad as everyone no. was saying mm-hmm. i mean it's fine you know probably one of the best adaptations of an alan moore work you were gonna get in this day i remember liking it i haven't seen it since <laughs> theaters because yeah, yeah kind of to Once your point i don't think i need to but yeah that had some good sex HBO scenes in it too if i remember right yeah sorry i talked over that's okay i just said i wouldn't mind seeing the hbo series at some point but mm. I, think, I think i have it downstairs during my I just buy every movie and TV show that comes out phase. Mm. Oh, I forget hey, what we're doing. <laughs> I have to backpedal. So we were talking about the Avatar people doing it. <laughs> and then the, the Terminator think, people doing it. I think the last mm. showgirls thing we were asking is, is it sexy? So yeah. mm. and I think the conclusion was a widespread mm. yeah. <laughs> to to I, a point. Eh. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're looking for. If you ask me yeah. now, eh, if you ask me on my first viewing, 
I probably also would have been like, I don't because I was 12 years old. It was probably just like, <laughs> I don't know, Jesse. I saw Jesse naked. I'm sorry, Sean. I have to ask when you were watching it at 12, did you watch the whole thing or yeah. did you just like fast forward to, well, I guess no, you it was on TV. It was on so TV. I had yeah. no choice. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing. Cause you know, we're being honest today. I would have to like watch it with the, uh, with the sound really, really low. And also <laughs> like really close to the TV because if I sensed that anyone was coming, I had to very quickly be like, well, I'm not watching showgirls. I'm playing a video game. Oh yeah. Of course. On a Saturday, I'm just, I'm just playing super Mario world. It's just me. And I mean, not to ask you questions as if Canada is this like whole other world from the state. <laughs> did you all have um, scrambled channels growing up? Like if you weren't subscribing to the channel, it was scrambled. So yeah. I, you probably know what I'm about to ask next <laughs> or bring up next. Usually people would watch those because they were the adult channels and they would watch the scrambles to see if they could see naked bodies in between the scrambles. <laughs> I did not get to that point. <laughs> but one of my scrambled channel anecdotes that I don't remember if I've told, but I, I've stopped apologizing for that after 255 episodes. I can't remember all the things I've said is at our uh, prom at the hotel we were staying at in one of the rooms, the girls that were staying there, their channels were just unscrambled for reasons that like they never had to pay for them, never figured it out. So there was just at any given time, a huge group of people in that room watching porn. And then it became a problem (laughs) because they were like, we kind of don't want, like we kind of want everyone to go. But this word (laughs) had spread at that point of like, I, don't, I almost name dropped her. I shouldn't do that. But it's like, did you hear so-and-so? I was like, they just got all the porn channels in there. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like now everyone's listening like, wait, so at your prom, everyone <laughs> just watched porn instead of like, yes, apparently that is indeed the case. <laughs> yeah. Stop judging. We're Canadian. We're very, very, very uptight. <laughs> No, this tracks. If that had happened here, like that would have been everyone would have flocked to. So yeah, like no no one's gonna be listening to this and going, oh well, I never would have done that. Are you kidding me? Like you're like you're like seventeen year old body full of hormones and whatever, and like oh, there's porn on in this room. Like you're gonna go. (laughs) It is very odd to picture like a group of twelve people all sitting together and just watching it, going about their day. I, I mean, I, I do hope in extremely formal wear too. Like, I hope this yes. is like tuxes and 100%. ball gowns because that is absolutely yes. like that's the that's the best part of that story is just a hundred percent. Your um your joke about uptight Canadians reminded me how when Canadian media or at least the conservative Canadian media tried to make it a scandal that like apparently when he went to McGill uh, PM Trudeau would go to the strip clubs and I'm like yeah he was in Montreal who didn't that that would get you elected here (laughs) oh true (laughs) that would be the if that would be the tamest thing you could say there Yep. <laughs> yeah, but did you kill any of the strippers? <laughs> okay, so the conclusion was not very sexy. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Berkeley. I don't know, she got the, the Razzie for worst performance that year, but I'd have to see who she was nominated with to see if she fully deserved it. Yeah, that's true. That. You'd, you would you would need to see the ballot. 
because yeah. because again, I think that we are giving her points for you know commitment and effort for sure. I'm actually gonna yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find them because I want to. I do want to see what they what they were going up against. Mm-hmm. Okay, here mm-hmm. we go. She was okay. So the movie itself was up against Congo. It's Pat, which seems like the obvious front runner. Mm-hmm. The Scarlet Letter and really? Waterworld. Oh wow, that was a packed year. Dang, the Scarlet Letter though. Like I thought that was supposed to be a good movie with Demi, I've never Demi seen Moore. It. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Who was also up for worst actress? So Elizabeth Berkeley beat out Cindy Crawford in Fair Game where she plays Kate McQueen, but Queen is spelled E-A. <laughs> then Demi Moore in The Scarlet Letter, Julia Sweeney in It's Pat, and Sean Young in Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde. <laughs> oh, God, Dr. Jekyll and... I forgot about that movie. I, don't, I think I remember that. I never oh my saw gosh. it, but I think I remember like seeing that movie in Blockbuster or Video Den or wherever. <laughs> See, here's how you know these awards are nonsense, because Gina Gershon was nominated. For worst oh, supporting actress. Then, 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 yeah, none of this carries any weight. Has Razzie been relevant at all, like, in the past decade? I don't think anyone really cares about them anymore. <laughs> no. Man. Kudos to Paul Verhoeven. Like, he showed up. One of the few yep. people ever to show up and accept his awards. It's like him, Halle Berry, and Sandra Bullock, I think, are the three that are kind of oh, the Oh, yeah, because Sandra Bullock won for that one movie where she was stalking that guy. All about Steve, I yeah, think it was called. Yeah, all about Steve, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had just won the Oscar for The Blind Side, I think, or was about to win it, I guess, because these happened the day before. But yeah, our oh, boy Kyle funny. McLaughlin got away unscathed because he was up against Pauly Shore and Jury Duty. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. As well as Kevin yep. Costner, Keanu Reeves, and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, wow. What was Keanu Reeves nominated for? It was a double nomination for Johnny Mnemonic and A Walk in the Clouds. Oh, I, I remember like when A Walk, Walk in the Clouds. In the clouds. Came out. You know what? <laughs> Shush. Shush with Isn't all that. that. I like that. Movie. Theron tells him he smells like puppy pee. <laughs> no, that's, I hope that's, so. that's the November movie. Oh, this is a different movie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, a Walk in the Clouds is the one on the. Um, uh the vineyard i forget who his love interest is in that but is yeah it, i was gonna say charlie's theron but that's a different one yeah, yeah that's sweet november. november yeah walk in the clouds it would have been too early for that obviously see, 95 walk in the clouds is also the one i get mixed up with what dreams may come which was the really sad robin williams oh yeah say, how the hell can you mix those two up <laughs> because the titles sound similar to me okay so the titles like, not the content like, i'm kind no, of no, like not the content and i think they had similar posters like it was probably like i see both of these posters being like golden pathways with the male lead walking on it so like i don't know but remember this was what 95 i was yeah. nine <laughs> i don't remember True. a whole lot but, you know what was going on that wasn't disney related so <laughs> oh there was two women nominated for worst supporting actress lynn tucci as henrietta bazoom that's nonsense <laughs> oh the oh yeah she was great mama she was, yeah. yeah she was one of the best <laughs> parts of the movie that is nonsense the razzies mm-hmm, Mm-mm. You were out of your goddamn minds. Worst original song went to Showgirls. Walk into the wind, also known as love theme from the rape scene. 
Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> okay, maybe that nomination is deserved because Yeah, god. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll that's give it fair. That. that scene is terrible. Yeah, and Tiffany and I had both forgotten about that scene, even though we'd seen the movie before. Or at least I'd completely forgotten about it. Yeah, we had both forgotten about the last third. Like, the final act of that movie is not what I think of at all whenever I think of Showgirls. Like, I think of, you know, the regular plot of, like, Nomi, you know, dancing, trying to find her way in this Vegas, you know, show, and... Uh, women backstabbing each other and hurting each other to make it to the top but i did not remember that third act <laughs> it <laughs> goes all. some places yeah it, it was it so goes to real places some places awful. exactly some places it really doesn't need to go uh, no no again really i guess doesn't. we haven't touched again much on the story at all but in <laughs> well, all of the like <laughs> no me trying to get to the top and competing against whatever Gina Gershon's character's name is, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a friend named... I can't think of it. What's her friend's name? Molly? Is it? I'll look that it up. That does sound right. I think it, it is. is yeah, Molly. Yeah. Who's obsessed with... Um, if you're looking at the names, then... Like this big singer guy. Yeah. Andrew Carver. And he comes into play. uh, What's the whole thing? Like, so he works at at the same place where they're dancing and they're protect, like, they're going to. Is that it? Just going to, like, be at the show or something like that? No, he was doing. doing, So he was doing, like, headlining concerts. Like, I think he had a residency at the casino and so they were doing some big party you know and brought the girls because you know as we saw in an earlier scene with the yacht usually it's implied that gonna have sex with the girls when they're there um i think this was also a party to celebrate nomi yeah it was nomi's like yeah it was it was nomi's rise to the top like her her uh her party for after debuting for put, uh, but this is after she had pushed Crystal down the stairs, right? Yes. Yes. Crystal was in the hospital, and and Nomi took her place. Mm-hmm. And then they have this big party, and Andrew Carver with his stupid fucking hair is there. <laughs> yeah, he looks like <laughs> Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. <laughs> it does. He's got a real Michael Bolton in the early like uh, that era Michael Bolton thing going on. And uh, yeah, there's some very uh, unpleasantness with the friend who's like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, here's a bad thing that happened, but he's really important to us. So we're going to just offer your friend a whole bunch of money. And yeah, and Nomi realizes the depravity evolved in Las Vegas. So then she takes revenge, which we did enjoy, um, you know, like when she went yes. to the rock star's house and kicked his ass. Yeah. Although we were both very confused because to explain to anyone who hasn't seen it, she goes under the pretenses that she's taking him up on his offer to hook up, which he had given her at the party. Mm -hmm. And she starts doing this strip tease for him, but she has this weird makeup on her nipples. Nipples. Make it look like Ronald McDonald's hair. Like, you know, it's like bright red. And you can know it's makeup because when the rock star is like sucking on them, it comes off onto his mouth. So we had no idea what this was for. Like if she was going to poison him or if it was just like... (laughs) 
show makeup <laughs> but then it turned out it wasn't poison because then she started beating his ass so yeah, yeah. although just, you raise a good point would it have been more satisfying if she poisoned him through like nipple makeup it yes. would have been if it were a different movie like if if nomi were established as a killer yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and absolutely this is just me and Sonora. As the camera slowly zooms in on her boob with like dun, 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 music <laughs> Credits. You know what? Then maybe a different song would have been up for the Razzies. It would have been the nipple song. It <laughs> would have been the red nipple, scene. the red nipple murder scene. Um, but oh, a yeah, cool woman with a red nip. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the one thing missing from this movie would have been just a straight up nipple murder. Yeah. Yes. Probably for the best though, because then it would be remembered as that versus its collection. That would be putting it more into of like- moments basic instinct territory uh, yes you know, like <laughs> yeah i did appreciate the ass kicking though and i was kind yeah. of like i did not remember her turning into you know basically someone who's like i'm gonna murder this guy i was like well shit okay it's pretty satisfying and that's basically yeah. the end of the movie at that point like she yeah well, she makes out with crystal and then yeah. she mm-hmm. runs back into the hitchhiker that took her to vegas in the first place um, and they're on their way to LA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she also is bailing because her real, her past has been uncovered. And like, I know yeah. your name isn't Nomi. That's a fake name. It's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you were a hooker. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were arrested. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, how much of that would have affected anything? The but... Employment. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I. No. <laughs> That's all part and parcel. And her old boss from the strip club comes to visit. And for the most part of the movie is like, I, I don't think I'm actually like, I think this dude's supposed to be a pretty good dude. Yeah. Like, like he I was did, which I wasn't better to her than the guy at the casino. Yeah. Which I wasn't ready for. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like you expect that character to be the worst dude in the movie. I guess I was kind of prepared for him because, granted, a little scuzzier, but he reminded me of Jake Johnson's character in Minx, which is a really good show in Mm. that, you know, he may not seem like the most supportive manager in a sex worker environment, but he is, at the end of the day, looking out for his girl, you know. Like, he he doesn't have that, oh, how, you know, you left us, fuck you. He kind of comes out to be like, how's how are things? Yeah. Things good? It must be weird <laughs> having no one ejaculate on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you dealing with that? With that cultural change? <laughs> In case anyone thinks I'm joking, I'm only very no. slightly paraphrasing. No, that's, no that, that, is, that, was that is basically the line. The line. That yeah. is a line in the movie. <laughs> that is the line. <laughs> There's another one too, where I like. I don't know if this movie wants me to root for Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth Berkley as a couple. I assume no, but their tender moment is her being like, I like it when you came. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> as like the most like sweet November ass music <laughs> plays true. in the background. <laughs> and it was the first thing she said. The rest, the, then the rest of the list is like, I like your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, that's the kind of movie we're working with. That's fine. I also, as we're discussing the best scene in the film, I also want to give a shout out to those light up neon palm trees he had around his pool. Mm, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. they're amazing. 
they were fantastic. Uh, yeah. Sonora and I both completely forgot about how the fountain came on right at the climax of that sex scene, too. We were like, oh, that's so very subtle, but not. Do you th- I think it reminded me of the lighthouse when um, Robert Pattinson is masturbating and then it cuts to the oceans, cr- ocean waves <laughs> crashing against the rocks. <laughs> that feels like mm-hmm. something po- post act that you would talk about. Like, was that fucking crazy that the fountain came on right then? <laughs> I planned it that way. <laughs> There's a little button under the water that I hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the move. Like clearly, clearly, well, I guess not really. They don't wasn't really end up together. Tiffany, Tiffany, wasn't there a moment like that yesterday where we pointed out like the the juxtaposition? There was like, oh you know, yeah, there was um there was a uh, Regency masturbation, and then it went into the scene where she was talking about um an explosion in the yes. mines. Yes, an explosion in the mine. Yeah. yeah, and we were like, we see what you did there. <laughs> Regency masturbation would be a really good band name. <gasps> yeah, yes, it would. would. Oh, that's a really good. Okay, an Someone... explosion in the mines could be their debut. <laughs> someone needs to get on this because yeah, someone listening, I have no musical talent, so that, is, that one's for just saying us in the liner notes. <laughs> yes, that's all we ask. Maybe name a song after us. Just take it and be awesome. But that one's that one's yours. There was a good one, a uh, good band name when I was watching Infinity Pool last night. Now I don't remember. What oh, how was that? Mm. I wanted to see it. It was okay. Okay. It had a, it, it lays, I won't spoil anything, but it lays out a very cool idea and then kind of just proceeds to stop. Like, oh, what shit. if this? And you're like, oh, okay, you could do a lot of cool stuff with that. What are you mm. going to do? Like, what if this? Like, oh. That's like the second season of Westover. <laughs> Mm. No, not Westover. Uh, why did I call Westworld? it Westworld? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even bother going past season one. You shouldn't have. Uh, heard that. That's what I've heard. Here, I'll never get back. <laughs> Sean, I saw you posting about this though. So the question is, did you get Skarsgård Wang? No. Um, you have to again, think about that first. Spoiling anything? <laughs> so okay. it was clearly stunt Wang. <laughs> Like the Wang it shows belongs to the character he is playing, but the Wang and the context of which it is being shown Mm. is like, I was a hundred percent not him. Is it Alexander in the movie or Bill? Alexander. All right. So Alexander, you don't see anything, but you do get the full nudity profile in the North man. See, I expected because I saw the North man. And that's where largely this infinity pool thing came from because we went mm-hmm. into the Northman being like, man, he's probably going to be dropping dick in every scene of this movie. <laughs> and then he doesn't. You're like, that's impossible. This isn't historically <laughs> accurate at all. Yeah. And so then here in Canada, we got the uncut version of infinity pool. Sorry, America. <laughs> Cronenberg one, the one nice privileges. thing we get. <laughs> I was like, maybe this time, because I've heard this movie is all kinds of messed up. And I don't know. This is maybe the closest we'll get, but it must be kind yeah. of weird for an actor to pick out a stunt wang. I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, you know, in mm-hmm. the in uh, Minx, uh, a lot of them were wearing prosthetics. Um, sure. So, like, like the guy who was the firefighter Shane was definitely mm-hmm. wearing a 
prosthetic, which he's actually going to be in a movie called Red, White, and Royal Blue that I'm very excited for. Yes. So. Okay. Here's my next showgirls question. Yeah, mm, uh, back I'm, to showgirls. Okay, <laughs> just being mindful of the time. No, uh, I know. Is, is Nomi a good dancer? Because obviously her goal is to be a dancer. And as the most, you know, one of the more famous clips from the movie, you're a stripper. I'm a dancer. Is she a good dancer? When she slows down, she's a good dancer, but she oh. tends to spaz a lot, like, a, you know, like, yeah. like, you know, jerking around and stuff. And it's like, what is going on? Yeah. So she's very aggressive. And it mm-hmm. all comes down to that scene where, Kyle McLaughlin is just desperately trying to like hang on. Yeah. That feels like her whole thing is it's lots of like stomping and fast movements and yeah, yeah. yeah, I I completely agree with that. And coming from a dance background, the part that that rings true the most with that is whenever you watch someone who is a really fantastic dancer, it looks effortless even though it's like the hardest thing in the world, right? But whenever you watch someone who is putting that much just like chaotic energy into something it looks like, and it feels like work even as a viewer. And that's, that's what I think was coming across a lot with her performance was it was just like very frenzied and you kind of feel on edge watching it. Feels like work to watch it is the perfect summation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, if you watch people who are really stunning and really great at what they do, regardless of what, genre of dance i mean and this goes into vegas showgirls this goes into strippers this goes into any sort of dance it's supposed to look easy right and it's supposed to be an enjoyable thing to watch and that's the problem my threshold for peak dancing in movies is the step up series Uh, that's what i that's what i compare everything else to Oh, I love it. it. I just, I just checked all those boxes, all of them um, last year. And it was so much fun. <laughs> I, I unironically love those movies. They're so good. I have to I'm add that to sucker. the franchise thing. I'm a big sucker for choreographed dance. Like, mm-hmm. and I really like it when they take the time to make sure everyone is moving and stuff with each other. Cause yeah. that is something that is sort of not to sound like old woman yells at cloud, but that is kind of something we're losing in movie musicals, especially they're not as careful keeping everybody in step. And so, you know, it's, I admire it when people can still do that because it's hard, you know, I mean, I I get why it might be falling to the wayside, but that doesn't mean I want it to fall to the wayside. It's like, no, get someone in there who can choreograph the shit out of this, you know? So (laughs) that's true. I hadn't Mm -hmm. really noticed until you said it, but we are kind of, it's more about like staging and like these Mm -hmm. people are over there doing this. Yeah. I do kind of just want 30 people doing the exact same thing in perfect sync. It's so Ironically, I think the last time I saw it in like a more recent musical was in uh, the the movie version of the musical of the producers. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the last movie musical I think I watched was Dear Evan Hansen. Was there choreographed dancing in that? Uh, there was bad everything in it, oh, but no. I don't remember any choreographed dancing. Does everyone mm-hmm. know the story of Dear Evan Hansen? I know what it's about, mm-hmm. and I know that the actor resumed his role in it, even though he was way too old to be playing. Yeah, so yeah. If I remember and I can dig it back, I will send you both the clip I took when I was watching it. I filmed a little clip and sent it to a friend group. 
where he and the main girl are singing a romantic song back and forth. And the clip starts with her and she looks, you know, her age, a teenager singing the song. And then it cuts to him and every instinct in your body just wants to go fucking run. Like you're in actual trouble. You need to go. It's the most jarring. Oh, I'll see. If I remember, I will send you both the clip when we are done here. Uh, Did they wind up doing like some CGI to de-age him? Because I remember that that was like a big. Okay. Because I think think that 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 was a big like suggestion where they were just kind of like, you might need to CGI him to like de-age him a bit because otherwise this is just not going to work. And I don't know where they landed on that, but it sounds like maybe not. You could pull that off. Like I'm pretty sure in Mean Girls, Rachel McAdams is like 28. But it works here. Yeah, like she she always looked a little younger. Like I don't think they de-aged her. I think they just, you know, made sure she wasn't wearing too much makeup and put her in the younger clothes. Because Lacey Chabert was, I think, older too, and she was playing a teenager. But yeah, I I was about to say some of that is like the ensemble and who you pair people with. Yeah, as well, right? Like this is like if they paired. Well, I mean, it's not even even really hypothetical. It just looks like they hired everyone to play their age except one dude. At least with the other ones, there's consistency. So you're all older, so it works as a collective. It's Natalie Portman with that guy and Leon the Professional. Yes. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have any more showgirls questions. That's why we're talking about Dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) Showgirls of 2021. I skipped that one, but um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help also that movie musicals are kind of falling to the wayside in general, but um, you know. It isn't helping that all the ones we've gotten have made like zero money because West Side Story was very good and very acclaimed, but nobody saw it. I never saw it in the Heights, but I heard it's good. Yeah, I had meant to see it in the Heights, but they took it off HBO for some reason, even though they own it. Like, this was before Warner Brothers shit the bed, and it's just like, why are you removing this from your service? It's your movie. (laughs) It shouldn't cost you any money to, to like, keep it on there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There are so many excellent musicals out, too. That would be, like, ripe for some movie adaptations. Is there a Showgirls musical? Oh, dear God, I hope so. There was a parody one. I don't yeah. know if it was a musical, but it basically like did a condensed version. But Kyle McLaughlin's character is just called Kyle McLaughlin. That's and, amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. There was a there... song called Versace. I can check. I have the. Uh... Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that scene. That scene's great. Versace. That scene is really fantastic. Versace. It's a Versace. All right. Is everyone ready for the track list of showgirls the musical because it's pretty great oh my god bring it don't lick that pole girl best (laughs) friend's song you're a whore darling dancing ain't fucking different places boat show fucking underwater and whorier oh my god there you go that might not be all of them but how quickly are you going to be going on and seeing if there is a vinyl pressing of of this immediately yep that is the correct answer (laughs) i'm gonna see if there are tickets available for this broadway show anywhere in the world it doesn't even matter oh my god incredible i like i said maybe no this is from 10 years ago i am very sad that there isn't a song called versace 
Um, and actually, there is a term that Sonora and I coined while watching this too. That would be an absolutely excellent uh, mm-hmm. name for a song that we like to call flop shadowing, because uh, it's the foreshadowing of uh, Nomi's flop flopping in movements in the pool during the um, the striptease mm. during the lap dance. Yeah, we never even talked about the the mm-hmm. dancing ain't fucking guy and. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot to say, but yeah, there's a whole arc in the movie where she not has much. to learn not to make it seem like she's fucking people when she's dancing. It's kind of what we were saying: is the idea of teasing yeah. versus the guy just that like, she like go. had a little relationship with, and then he started sleeping with uh, someone else at her club. Yeah, Penny, I think. Who? Fun yeah. fact: made a sequel. Showgirls yep. 2 <laughs> is all about Penny. It was like, isn't it called like Pennies from Heaven or something like that? Yes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole, I didn't buy any of that either, too, because he's just like, oh, well, I can teach you how to dance. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? No. <laughs> he, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have good news and bad news about Showgirls the musical. Mm. The good news is it's playing in San Francisco from August 10th to August 21st. Oh my God. The bad news is in 2016. Ah. Oh shit. And that's the last time the website was updated. So I think we're out of luck. Mm. It's like, I always wanted to go see the point break stage show where they would always get. So the, the, what they would do is every they would be an acting troupe performing it, except they'd always get someone from the audience to play Keanu Reeves' character and just have them reading the lines off of cue cards. That actually sounds <laughs> so good. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, that as would the, be the world's biggest Keanu fan slash apologist. Yeah, but 100% it's one hundred percent on board. Oh, I love him. I love him forever. But that also yes. sounds like such a fun uh, show experience. <laughs> I would be so into that. And yes. kind of the the immediate sad aftermath of Showgirls is it flops critically yep. <laughs> and financially. It uh, largely ends everybody's career. Not Gina Gershon. Not She's Gina Gershon. Yeah, she does well, fine. And, and Kyle McLaughlin too. Did he do fine after this? <laughs> Like Elizabeth Berkeley is on the record as saying she couldn't get anyone to take her calls. Her agent dumped her. Her, I think, like her entire rep, like the company representing her, I think, was also like, we're good. Hmm. And she still more or less did fine. Maybe not the crew, you know, if you go to her IMDb, there's not really many gaps. She did a bunch of CSI Miami, and then she's done to not really that big a surprise a lot of the like Hallmark stuff. Uh, Then the Saved by the Bell reboot from a few years ago, obviously she was one of the main cast members to come back. She was also pretty active with PETA for a while. Mm -hmm. So overall, she's managed to bounce back, I think. Um, So has the movie. Obviously that is the kind of Society as a whole came back, reassessed it, even looking at Letterboxd, which I find is pretty notorious for hating most things, like even movies. I'm like, oh, everyone must love this. 2.8. 
I think Showgirls <laughs> has like 3.3, 3.4. Yeah. Something like that. So it's definitely been reassessed. It still seems to carry, oh, Showgirls, that's the worst movie. I don't know if that's just from people who haven't actually seen the movie because it seems odd yeah. to still be carrying mm-hmm. that moniker. I think most people, at least from when I hear the conversation about Showgirls, no one calls it the worst movie ever made. They call it like a so bad it's good and they call mm-hmm. it campy and they call it, you know, maybe at worst I'll hear someone say, wow, it's really bad. But I've never heard it be called worst movie ever made. No. As someone who just bought that 4K set, it's there was a few of those definitely like, why would you want to buy this? This is one of the worst movies ever made. But and then the company that released it, Vinegar Syndrome, if anyone wants to grab a copy of their own, came out and said, this is probably the best selling release we've ever had. (laughs) See, that's the thing. I'm like, hey, it warranted a 4K release. And, you know, there are so many films that like flopped when they first came out that have gotten like cult classic status over time and you know are just like are revered and whether it's because of camp like you know no one's gonna come up to you and say showgirls is like the best made movie i've ever seen someone (laughs) might but i mean maybe but but it is it's quotable it's entertaining um you could definitely create some drinking games around this film oh um i mean 100 some I mean, very dangerous ones like every very time nomi ones. flips the switch in her mood <laughs> oh man Goodness you'd be gracious. dead 20 minutes in because that's <laughs> yeah, all i remember from the first act of this movie is like hey nomi how's it going fuck you oh. <laughs> with such conviction um <laughs> Just constantly smashing against cars and yeah. screaming at people. Yes. Beating, what is punching wrong? people like <laughs> I actually want to know like if she ever like truly hurt herself, like just doing some of those things, which which are just kind of like she those is... are not stunts, but she just threw herself into those things. And I'm like, girl, how many bruises did you walk away yeah. with with if from the this, action like, in the script was like Nomi falls against the hood of the car, you know Elizabeth Berkeley is just slamming herself into it as yeah. hard as she can. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so here's the thing, like this film does check off all those boxes, right? So I mean 100 percent regardless of whether or not you think that it's a quote unquote good film, it's still being watched. And like yeah. Sonora and I were like oh, we have to watch Showgirls whenever we came up with our list. So, like, clearly it has some staying power. Yeah. Worth noting, too, it's, I think, 131 minutes long, which was a very big obstacle when I was sitting down to watch it. But I can't say that it really felt 130. There's a little bit in the middle where she's kind of becoming a part of the show and going through that process where I was feeling my interest waning a little bit but yeah. mm-hmm. it it's not a boring movie by any means it's no there's always something insane waiting for you in the next scene yep like yes the, we could have i'm pretty sure piece by piece done a, a whole podcast series about individual scene like oh now we're at the scene where mama has the dress that she can has like built to flip yeah. down. Oh, oh my God. Can we, can we please talk about her for a second? Because I absolutely loved her. And I was like, that is a motherfucking burlesque icon right there. Like that yeah. actually is burlesque because burlesque is supposed to be like making fun of things. And I was just like, 
that's genius. And the engineering like snaps for her. She's great. I love her. To be clear to to our listeners who you should go watch this movie. She is pressing a button. She basically her dress is engineered in a way that she can press a button and the, the top just flips down to expose her breasts and then like she can just like make it go up and down like this and she comes out and tells jokes and insults the audience and then like a hundred percent i can see why people are coming for that show yeah oh, yeah. yeah she like, was, honestly she was after fantastic. this birthday came out i might leave like I, <laughs> especially once she looked stuff. at the pole <laughs> yeah I was like oh no wonder they named a song after that part <laughs> yep yep so I think in conclusion, <laughs> watch Showgirls? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone should experience it at least once. I mean, there's a reason it's on all these, like, best cult movies, mm-hmm. best awesomely bad movies, stuff like that. But, yeah, it is definitely a cult film. I mean, I don't think it is in the sense that, you know, we think of it in terms of audience participation and stuff, but definitely in, like, the true sense of the word where it gained its following, like, through word of mouth and on videotape and post-theater release. I mean, yeah, it's it's it has stood the test of time it's i would definitely put it up there with like rocky horror picture show with the room with um mm. uh is blue velvet considered a cult film like i think it can be yeah 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 so well concurred get some friends together might get uncomfortable at some points but look we all sat in a hotel room and watched porn together you can all sit together in a room and watch showgirls together uh, also what, what teenage sleepover didn't include showgirls at some point that's <laughs> totally fair uh i guess tiffany you wouldn't have done this before but on this mm. show mm. for reasons i think had to do with creating future nostalgia to look back on Mm. we wrap up the episode by saying something that we're currently enjoying be it movie book show album but really it's mostly just become ways for guests to recommend things that other guests then come back and say i did the thing that this person said and i really Mm. liked it nice so it's just now kind of become a thing that we do but i think way way back in episode one and two the idea was things that maybe one day you you might look back fondly on that you're experiencing now but because i've had to come up with one every week it's just the most like whatever i can think of stuff but okay well, if anyone has anything to throw out there i do have something that kind of ticks off that box of like nostalgia because there is a new muppets show on disney plus and i happen to find the vinyl record the other day of um the electric mayhem and so I definitely picked that up because I'm like, I have to have a Muppet album on vinyl. So, <laughs> yeah, highly recommend Muppets can do no wrong. That is true. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, one I am enjoying a lot is Janelle Monet's new album, The Age of Pleasure. Uh, I would very much recommend it. It's excellent. Uh, no bad tracks. Um, I really like um, Champagne Shit lipstick lover um water slide i think it's called and um i mean you know i'm, I'm sitting here thinking oh don't forget this song and don't forget that song because they're all good i mean so i would definitely recommend the whole album I'm trying to think what i should say 
We saw the new Indiana Jones today, which was good. Mm-hmm. They made one more Indiana Jones movie, and that's kind of how that movie feels. Is everyone sat down and went, "Want to try and do one more?" <laughs> and that's what it is. Hmm. I'm very excited. And I think it, I saw a, a notification, so I think it arrived. There's a book called "Hey Hun," and it's a, a woman who is part of one of those multi-level marketing companies. Mm. Oh. And she is writing about her experience coming out the other side of it. And that shit fascinates me, so I'm very excited to. I would read that. My mom that. did oh, Avon. Yeah. So did mine. So whose who's mom didn't do Avon? Yeah, Avon and uh, the pampered the pampered chef. Which the pampered oh, chef, yeah. I actually order their stuff because some of it's not bad. <laughs> I have a few people on my uh, Facebook. I won't name them because they might listen. But uh, there was some sensey stuff going around, and I kind of heard that about them too. Mm. Is some of their stuff actually isn't that bad? But so I'm very excited to read that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, for the most Indiana Jones, I guess. So I'll point to for now. And then hopefully the next time I'll have read that book because that seems like one that's a long weekend here and it's supposed to be rainy and awful the whole time. So I feel like that Woo-hoo! book is going to be done real fast. <laughs> I'm going to look this up at my library now. Ours didn't get it. I had to shell out Canadian hardcover prices for it. So I hope it's worth it because dear God, <laughs> everyone know what we pay for a hardcover book up here. How much? <sighs> uh usually between 35 and 40 dollars damn yeah wow that's a lot well shit paperbacks totally reasonable hardcovers so library didn't get that one so i molded over for literal days and was like oh i want it (laughs) any book that i can look up on my wife and go hey did you know is like something i gotta do Mm -hmm. well there you go well that's showgirls Thank you both for jumping in and talking about what I think we all unanimously agreed is the sexiest movie ever made and will ever be made. Bar none. Like the never topped. Mm-mm. The crown is there for the taking if anyone's brave, but <laughs> and I don't know if anyone else knows that we do. I don't remember when we introduced this, so maybe scenario you do know, but we close the episode out with one of our guests delivering a classic quote from oh, the subject I don't think matter I've been on since you started doing. Okay. It. So this might be new. Oh. For, yeah. At some point we said it, I've started ending every episode with like, and of course to close us out, mm-hmm. so-and-so is going to give us a classic quote from, so someone's got to hit us up with a classic quote from 1995's thriller drum. Thriller is a weird genre to include in this list i just realized but what was the name i can give you a quote if one of you can remind me into the name of the strip club that nomi worked at uh, i might uh, still have the plot synopsis up so i might be able to do that some scuzzy name like stardust ah uh, i've been to the stardust and that ain't dancing <laughs> I might have actually given you the wrong name, but that still works. Oh. I think Stardust is actually where Crystal works. Oh, never mind. Okay. I was about to say, that oh. sounds way too classy. Yeah. Oh, it well. seems like she worked can, at the Cheetah. On here. You can keep this on here. I, do. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, there is one line I keep remembering from it, but I didn't hear it when we watched it. So I think it's one of those lines kind of like Luke, I am your father that entered the vernacular, but isn't the correct line. So there mm. was a 
like one of the most famous lines that I see quoted everywhere is purportedly Nomi saying, I'm not a whore, I'm a dancer. But it's like, I don't think she ever actually says that. <laughs> no, I think it's, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely not. Tiffany, do you have a classic line? Because I've done two incorrect ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up lines right now, actually. <laughs> oh, I have or, one not, from, I have, I have a Henrietta Bazoom one. Do it up. Yay. <laughs> She misses us like that lump on my twat I had taken off last week. Fantastic. <laughs> and with that, we call it a day. Woohoo!